you so much for tuning in to She's All Over the Place with Kitty Aki. That's me. Welcome to She's All Over the Place. I am super excited to have you here. Once again, we have a very impactful episode for you. And congratulations to you for being here, for showing up, to being a loyal subscriber. Share this episode once you're done listening to it. You might want to take notes on this one. Definitely, we are now in the top 1.5% out of all podcasts, almost 3 million podcasts. And now we sit in the top one percent I am so proud. So proud. I made merch. She's all over the place podcast on my website, chinakas.com. You can get the merch. I also have NFT merch of some of my collections, so you can check them out. But I'm really proud of our community here and what we've built from the ground up independently without anybody else. So there is merch, sweatshirts, dresses, t-shirts, coffee mugs, things for your laptop, your iPhone, you name it. I'm here for you. We made the merch. Grab it. First, I want to share with you Miss O and Friends. MissOandFriends.com. They have style and entertainment. So from the creators of Miss O and Friends, the number one tween girls website and established brand since 2005, they're minting now. The Miss O Cool Girls are a duo, a mother and daughter. The Miss Cool O Girls are a series of 10,000 randomly generated NFTs. It was inspired by drawings that Juliette did when she was 10 and illustrated by her co-founder, her mom. How cool is that? The Miss O Cool Girls celebrate that there is no one definition of what it means to be a girl, featuring unique and diverse traits of young teen girls, acne, braces, gap, teeth. The mission is to empower and build self-esteem in girls who continue to offset how current media and social media consumption are leading to toxic bullying, trolling, and negative role models. If you want to check out the project, please do. Just go to their website and you can check out MissOCoolGirls.xyz. How cute. With no further ado, I have Monet. She goes by the Crypto Duchess. I met her on Twitter Spaces. She's the CEO of Duchess Consulting LLC. It's a marketing and business development consultancy agency in the crypto and NFT space. She's been studying and researching crypto since 2009, and she's been an investor since 2012. She's from New York City. She now resides in Texas, and she's all about onboarding people into Web3. So today we're going to be talking about social impact, women in Web3, financial mindset in the space, transferring your skills into the Web3 space. Monet, with no further ado, the Crypto Duchess, thank you for joining me on She's All Over the Place. How are you? Hey, Katie, I am doing very well. Thank you for asking. I'm really happy and grateful to be a part of the show today. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. So um, how are you in Texas? What's going on? Well, it's hot. <laughs> it's really hot. It's about 90 degrees, but all is well over here. I've just been working on quite a few things for my brand and getting ready for the next couple of months because as you know the space uh, we're having NFT NYC that's coming up so I'm getting prepared for an event that I'm doing out 
there as prior to that in May, I am going to be speaking at the Women in Tech uh, Conference in Houston, Texas. Wonderful. Congratulations. And what are you going to be speaking on at the conference and other conferences maybe you've spoke at in the uh, before? Yeah. So at the Women in Tech uh, Conference, uh, it starts May 19th. Uh, it's going to be from May 19th to the 20th. So I will be speaking about how women can develop their skills, their technical skills, and enter into the Web3 space, which I find to be very important because we need more women to have these technical skills in order to build out these projects. So I'm going to be talking about different ways where women can develop their skills and find jobs in the Web3 space. Furthermore, I've spoken um, for Facebook before, uh, aka Meta. They, they go by Meta now. So I spoke for them in February and I did special events for Bitcoin Conference as well as NFT LA. And I'm all about just bringing people together and showing them the intentional skills, just showing them like the mindset behind Web3, like really just helping people to ground themselves before they get started, but also encouraging people, especially women in terms of um, not only just investing, but being the artist that they want to be or developing those technical skills that's necessary to add to the space. Great. Love all that. So let's hack right into it. One, two, three. What's like one thing that comes to your mind that you would start with? What's a hack? What? Where can someone start? Like actionable steps, start messy. What can someone do? Wow. That's a very good question right there. Uh, I would say the first step right there would be to figure out like within yourself, like what it is that you want to accomplish from investing. And I know it sounds like, so it's not the answer that everyone says, but it's true. It's like write down the top three things that you want out of crypto or NFTs? Like, what are you looking to accomplish in this space? Are you looking to free yourself financially? Are you looking to start a project? Figure that out first. And then I would say like the first actionable, like actually like taking full blown actions is to do your research, figure out what YouTube videos that you can like get into or people, you know, start looking into people that speak to you, that speak your language and really just understanding what this space is about and start reading a lot. I did a lot of that, but it was different from when I started because they didn't have resources. And I was just a kid living in Westchester County, going to college and found out about Bitcoin online. Um, through the deep web. So yeah, do your research. <laughs> yeah, very cool. And speaking of, I'll do your own research. And uh, this is not financial advice by any means. This is just sharing, caring and growing and holding space for one another. Um, I have a pink sheet. I'll add you to it. I have a pink sheet of divine femininity, um, energies of people I respect and admire in the space. I've been involved since 2018, learning, sharing and growing. So I have my go-to people that I share when I onboard or if I educate and they're like, oh, what's an NFT or what does blockchain mean? So I have a list. I'm like, here you go. Here's complimentary gift. You can have this, which you probably got when you signed up for my email list, I have an automation that it sends you immediately this pink sheet. That's one of the gifts that I give to people so they can do their own research. So what are one or two or three um, resources where you would say, this is a YouTuber I would go to, or this is someone in the community I respect and admire that I would research and get in contact with maybe to be in Twitter spaces or just watch their content? Who are some people that you would respect and admire? Absolutely. So one of the people that I respect in this space highly is NFT. She is a 
sweetheart. She is really big in terms of giving in this space and the fact that she is a woman and she's just such a lovely person. I highly respect her and I would love for everyone to, you know, find her on Twitter. Um, another person is Tony Payne. She also has an NFT podcast uh, that she does every week. So that's someone that, you know, if people want to learn about like how to get into NFTs or learning about NFT art, um, she's a one of one, a one of one artist. I would highly recommend that you guys look into her as well. Um, one of my girlfriends, Emily as well, she is awesome. Um, and you know, Twitter, here's the thing. Twitter is a very good resource for folks. If you are looking to get into this space and really understand like the back end aspect of it, because you'll find more information than on other platforms so highly recommendable the first person you said um for clarification who was the ignition nft what nft ignition okay and then emily who what's her handle um emily i would have to look up her handle but um tony Payne is my other girlfriend tony um with an i and then Payne is p-a-y-n-e um and my girlfriend emily is Kryptonia underscore D69. Cool. So people can refer back to them. Um, definitely to follow them on Twitter. If they're on Twitter, are they on Instagram too? Do you know? They're mainly on Twitter. Got it. Got it. Very cool. Cool, cool. And then that's for more like art. And then you're also an investor in crypto. So how did you learn about crypto? Were there YouTubers that you learned? I am from the old school. I learned about crypto on my own because I was about... This was like many years ago, like over a decade ago. Um, I used to be a deep web diver, <laughs> so to speak. So I learned about Bitcoin on the deep web because I used to buy illegal movies off of the deep web. So I knew about it from way back when I kind of navigated the space on my own as like one of the only women that knew that was in the space. And I was also anon for many, many years. I, I remember when Coinbase actually came out back in 2011. And that's when I really started like heavily investing because back in the day, these exchanges didn't exist like that. Like you had to go on the deep web and purchase Bitcoin. So that's where I came from. Like I come from like yeah. many, many years ago. And there was a point in time where again, I was Anon and um, guys didn't know that I was a woman until past like three years ago. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, cool, cool. Very cool. And then for sharing, I appreciate it. And then pivoting and shifting into uh, marketing consulting, what do you offer? How does that look like? How can people get in touch with you? And if they want your services to connect with you, like what do you offer to people when it comes to marketing and consulting? Like what can they expect or what what are the needs you provide? Yeah. So I, so for individuals, I offer, I'm going to be publishing my first webinar next month. So I'll have a pre-sale coming up in the next couple of days where people can actually purchase the um, tickets to get into the um, webinar. It's going to be lim limited seating and I should be doing one every month from like from next month onward to the end of the year. From the individual perspective, I do webinars and one-on-one -on -one coaching. I consult individuals in terms of crypto NFTs, like onboarding, helping them learn about um, cryptocurrency, how to figure out what tokens they want to get into, you know, like the ins and outs of MetaMask, um, how to find an altcoin, all of that good stuff, like understanding what is tokenomics. So from an individual perspective, you know, I teach that. And then from a consulting aspect for brands, I work 
as an NFT project advisor, crypto project advisor. Um, I do um, special events for companies and projects. I onboard companies into the Web3 space by teaching them about Web3 and how it fits into their business. Also, I am a public speaker, so I get hired from different companies to speak on their platforms. Okay. And then when you have the webinars, are these complimentary webinars for people to onboard people in the community? And then you charge for a consulting fee or do you pay, do people pay for the webinar as well? I do lives on Instagram, but the webinars are going to be, um, char- they're going to be for um, a small fee. It's nominal, honestly. <laughs> Right. Okay, cool. And then um, with consulting, so you consult for individuals and for uh, projects and brands? Correct. Mm-hmm. And what does that look like if someone wants your services? Is it like month to month? Do you make a short-term, medium-term, long-term plan? How is it looking for you? I mean, I charge month to month, honestly. Some companies that are newer into the space, like one project wanted to work with me and they only were offering like the mint, like after mint, essentially giving me a percentage of the mint. So that's what I do as well. And I also charge a retainer fee. So it really depends um, from project to project. I straight up work for NFTs. I like put it on my TikTok, which is just my last name, Chanak, because I put it on my TikTok not too long ago. I'm like, yo, I will work for NFTs. So if someone has like an NFT dropping or something, I'm like, they want to get a shout out on my podcast or something like that. I'll be like, yo, if I believe in the ethics and the morals and the value of the project, if it aligns and like I like the the people and the collective, then I'm like, for sure, 1000%, I'll work for NFTs. You sow seeds, you put it out there to be like, yo, I'm totally open for it, right? So. Yeah, no, I need cash and NFTs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's way too much money in this space. And here's the thing, a lot of, you know, I feel like for us as women, we don't ask as much as the men do in this space. And there's men out here, like you're saying, you'll work for the NFTs. There's men out here getting paid $15,000 to $50,000 per project, plus getting free NFTs. Like we need to become more aggressive. So this is what I want to talk more about, because it's like, (laughs) where's that fine line of charging someone because it's all about like, you know, community and onboarding and complimentary and like not charging people, but it's abundant and it's great and it's exciting to onboard people. But where's that line of assertion of an energy exchange of being paid? And like, I won't shout out names, but there was this guy I talked to not too long ago and all his projects sells out. Like they just sell out. He told me like, and I've seen his projects just like sell out. And he was telling me, he's like, I hope you're making a lot of money. He's like, yo, these people pay. And he's like, he's like, there's so much money, but it's like, where does one even start? You know, and maybe you can shed some light on your experiences of the ethos and the ethics of that. Girlfriend, let's listen. Let me tell you something. I'm from New York. (laughs) I was born and raised in New York and I have multiple degrees, including a master's in management and analytics. And I come from a heavy corporate business background where I was essentially the only black woman in in the room, in the boardroom, you know, but I was kicking ass. Okay. So I come from a high business, one of those like high, high tech backgrounds. Right. So I've learned something in just in the space, in the tech industry. As I said before, a lot of times we as women, we don't necessarily fight for ourselves the same way as men do. And that's the problem that I have. Yes, it is great. I've done work in this space for many years where I've given people so much value and I had to 
really draw the line over the past two years because I have all of this knowledge. I qualify as a quantitative and qualitative researcher. I qualify as a data scientist because I have that background. I figured, okay, the crypto duchess and duchess consulting with my projects, I have the ability to provide this value because I have many years of experience in this space. And if there are men out here doing less than I am and making millions of dollars, I can do it myself. So in terms of the ethics behind it and the principles, it's really functioning from a place of intentional, being intentional and knowing your worth and knowing what it is and what it means to be a business owner in the Web3 space. Like there is no other way of saying it. It's like you have to charge your worth. You have to charge your worth. If you don't, people will step all over you and you'll be giving stuff for free for the purpose of nothing. Keep going. I love it. You're right. (laughs) I love it. But it's like being a woman, like for example, uh, Jessica Greenwald. She's amazing. Creative director of Vayner NFT, creative of VP Fishfort, the amazing. And she is in tech. She had a little video that I saw and she was saying, I want more women to speak up. I want more women to be assertive. And it it reminded me of what you were just saying, you know, like the same thing. And then, so someone might ask, how does that look? What does that mean? Like you put something together, you do a a polite follow-up, a professional follow-up. Then what if you don't hear anything? How do you actually close them? How do you close the deal? How do you be a, I just watched We Crash. Trust me, with Jared Leto. I don't know if you've seen it. It's about WeWork. And like, they say no. And then he's just like, he's the ultimate entrepreneur. And he's like, okay, let's go for drinks, get some drunk, has the guy sign the contract. You know what I mean? It's like, there is no no. You say no, and it's like, they don't even hear it. And they're just like, okay, this is what you're going to do. They might say, oh, this is what it is. And you're like, actually, this is what it is. And they're like, actually, this is. And the person's like, no, this is what it is. And then you negotiate. But so how do you do that with the divine feminine energy and being quote unquote female with not feeling too abrasive or too assertive that you're going to push them off, that they're not going to be there, that they need to know like, yo, like you need to hire me. And it may just sound like that. Like I have a lot of value to give you. Why haven't you closed this pitch proposal that I sent already two weeks ago? Your events in three months. What would you do? In that regard, I've always learned something. It's like, if you're not closing, that means that the person did not understand the value. Your value proposition wasn't strong enough for them to feel like, okay, this is the time to, to close this because you have to make your, you have to make your value props so strong. I feel like a lot of times people make it about them and it's not about you and your business. It's about what you can do for your potential client. Yeah. So with a pitch deck, when you're looking to work with a company or get money from a company or do anything within this space, you have to make it extremely strong and make it speak to what their needs are as a potential client and how you can solve the problem. You have to figure out the problem and the solution and how you come into the picture and make the money and make it work for them because it's all about making them money. That's what it's all about. It is an energy exchange, but it's all about making money. And I mean, I can't be any more clear about that. Let's say, for example, you're very clear and you felt like you did all of that for that company and you fed them spoonful opportunities of, let's say, a keynote, their budget's 40000 and this person charges way more than 40000 but there could be negotiations because it's in the same city. So let's say you were very clear on 
these kinds of things. Like you added value. You were very clear about your services. What's the next step? What would you do if they still haven't closed? If they haven't closed, I would figure out, first of all, am I speaking to the right person? Am I, you know, maybe there's a person who I could speak to that is associated with the decision maker that will allow, that will influence the decision maker to be, you know, that like they can be the voice of reason reason so that that decision maker could say, okay, listen, I'm going to put pen to paper today. This is what we're doing. If that's not the case and I've done everything in my power, you know what? I'm pivoting. I don't have time. There's so much opportunity in this space and what could be accomplished, especially for women, for us women, we have to take all action to make sure that we're doing everything that we can. You can't stick, like you can't get stuck on one opportunity. So if all fails, all else fails, I won't look at it as a failure. I'll look at it as like, um, it's not a no, it's a not now. Yeah. But I loved what you said because that was so bossy because then you're like, you give them a pitch proposal and then you're emailing them to say, Hey, like in an elevator, way. Like, you know, are you the person I'm actually supposed to be speaking to? Because this deal should be closed. I love that play though, because you know, as an entrepreneur, you want to explore all options before shutting down or feeling defeated or moving on to the next thing or just a not now feeling. But so that's very saucy. It's very bossy to kind of like play that like, yo, are you the person I'm supposed to be like dealing with directly here? Because there's some misinformation and and this is like quadruple gold over here. So what what is the deal? So I like that. I, and that and that's the pivot in the quality of the shift of the choice. And then after that, like, yeah, go on to the next thing. But there is an opportunity for growth and learning. And I love that. Thank you for sharing and explaining. I think that's really uh, important. I think it's very important, you know, because in life, it's literally I'm an actor. So it's life and death. It's like, you have to go to the airport. I have to search for my keys. I'm in a frantic mode until I get my keys, because I don't want to miss my flight. And it's life and death. It's not stopping until I find the keys or the passport. And same thing with like a project. It's like you're on a mission. You're on, you were hunters, right? And we're, we're hunters. We're on the mission. We're on the mission. What can I do? What's everything I can do? Okay, I've exhausted. I did everything I could do before I go on to the next. But you want to make sure you fill up your cup and you do everything you can do as an entrepreneur because it's not only about the money. It's not about just like the win. It's about like the journey and the process that goes along with it. So learning and growing. So when those victories do come, it's like we've learned the lessons, right? Yeah. It's not about, it's not, it's the money is the reward for me, but I'm really doing this for the women out here that have been shut out, have had their voices taken away that ha have been told no before. Um, I've been told no before I was supposed to go for an engineering role one time. And I was like, literally told, no, you should stay where you're at as a director. You're, you're good at your job and stuff. And as a black woman, that was highly offensive. And I'm, I'm not going to name the company's name because they are a publicly traded company, but you know, companies like that do that. And there's so much opportunity, so many opportunities that we, as women, we can get into. And I feel like we're shut out. Our voice, we get our voices muted because of who we are, what we look like. And I'm just so over it. And that's why I do this. I do this just as a, a means of just snubbing the system. It's fun. Got it. I appreciate you. And then uh, speaking of projects, what are some um, projects you want to give a shout out to? Uh, educate me, other people, some projects uh, we can look out for that maybe need some more shine, love and attention that we can look into. Sure. So I know everyone knows about World of Women. I own a World of Women NFT. That's one of my favorite projects because I've been involved with them since last year. I remember purchasing it at three 
$300. And I mean, the project has taken off, you know, Yam has done such an amazing job and the team, like in terms of just um, creating that social impact for, you know, the world at large and just really like just having that inclusive space where people like women feel comfortable and um, people are joining. And there's so many, there's also men in, in the project that really support the artwork and what they're doing. And, you know, they just came out with the fund, this um, fund where they're um, giving money for I saw that. different social impact clauses. It's just amazing what mm-hmm. they're doing. Um, and then another project, that's one of my favorites. Oh, wait, hold the phone, hold the phone. Uh, I just want to share that. Uh, uh, a memento with you because sure I was in all the clubhouse rooms when Yam and the buzz and everything. And unfortunately for me, I was not making financial investments uh, then because um, I would have 1000% been and had one as well. I didn't. So um, I'm just feeling very nostalgic in this realm. However, I did see that um, big map you know, with the different, like the movie theater and the hair salon and all the, and it looks so fun. I mean, I'm, I know I'll have, wow. I know. I mean, I am the wow. We are the wow. We are the wow. It's about us. That's what it's about. But you have one. I'm not, I'm not fretting because I know in the near future, I'll definitely have mine and, and I'm excited for it. Okay. So next, next. Yeah. I mean, well, before that, like they have, so I know that WOW is kind of pricey for new investors. Um, the WOW G, so the World of Women Galaxy, I would highly recommend that project to folks that are looking to purchase like something close to a WOW because they're doing some art drops and you'll at least be able to become a part of the ecosystem at a lower price point. I think the last I checked, the last time I checked um, WOW G or World of Women Galaxy was at 0.8 ETH. So, okay. Yeah, it's good. So, yeah, definitely check it out, ladies and gents. And, um, yeah, not financial advice, just sharing and caring. And what are, who are some other people that you respect and admire in the space and projects? Sure. So, um, Josie Bellini from the Cyber Brokers team, I love her. So, uh, Josie Bellini, she is, she's been in this space since 2016, 2017, and she was one of the first NFT artists to create work. And her work has been collected by like the big names in this space, like G Money, um, Pranksy owns several of her um, art pieces. Yeah, she's huge in this space. And a lot of people don't talk about her because she is extremely low key. Um, but she came out with a 10,000 um, SVG file um, on chain generative art NFT collection called Cyber Brokers. I happened to receive one of those um, pieces. And I mean, the piece went up to like over 60 in a month. And SVG, so just like a little bit of information. Real, real quick, what's on-chain for people who don't know on-chain? Precisely. So it is not a JPEG. It is an on, it's on-chain, meaning that it is locked on the Ethereum blockchain forever. So if the internet were to ever go down, your NFT will be stored on the Ethereum blockchain forever and you will have ownership over it forever. So we'll, you'll never lose it. Word, word. Okay. And what else were you going to mention just now? Yeah. Um, and then the SVG file is pretty dope because I don't know if anyone is um, like any of your um, listeners are gamers, but SVG is super dope. Wait, wait, hold the phone, hold the phone. Just let me just share with you. A lot of uh, kids and a lot of arts entertainers. Uh, I do voiceovers every single day for my work. So a lot of voiceover talent, video games, things like of that nature. Uh, listen and tune into the show. That's super cool. So SVG means that you 
could take different elements out. So um, you could take off their take out off their weapons, their clothing, things like that. You could switch the clothing around. So it's pretty cool. Um, and the really great thing about this project, it is women led, but also they do quests. So you can earn NFTs from doing like solving these puzzles. And um, it's pretty dope. I got airdropped about a thousand dollars like last month from doing a quest. Dope, dope. Great. And then uh, just digging deeper, like what are some underrated communities, projects that you respect and admire who maybe could have some more shine, love and attention, maybe ones that aren't too popular, but we want to have them on the platform as well. Sure. So the um, NF Tits Club is really awesome. Awesome. Um, I actually, I've done some work for them in terms of um, blogging and just content creation. They're pretty amazing because um, they're a female-led project and they're all about um, women empowerment. And they're planning on giving up to, I believe, 30% of their proceeds to charity, to a um, women-focused um, charity in the UK. Furthermore, I really like them because they're all about just snubbing the the system like which is why they call it the NFTs club so yeah i saw them um on the uh, on the twitter just like scrolling and stuff i've definitely come across them each collection of my nft projects i always pay it forward 20 to 30 percent each nft to a mental health alliance or you know it depends who i'm creating with like my friend is really into pets and lost some of his you know his dogs and so we're um paying it forward to a couple PETA and this other one, I think it's called The Gentle Barn. I just found out about it because of him. And then I sponsor a child in the Philippines, her two brothers. I put him through college and her whole family. So, you know, funds, pay it forward to her. I've been sponsoring her for, you know, a while now. But I think it's really important, like when doing projects and community, like you said earlier, about finding out like what you want to get out of it, like what you want going into it and to earn the money and to assert yourself, but also like pay it forward, like homage to who we are and what we believe even and what we want to stand for. And then that's how other people will onboard and be a part of what we're cheering for. They'll cheer with us too, because they say, oh, mental health, I'm really into mental health. Oh, like, you know, people of color, like things of that nature. I'm from Detroit, Michigan, you know, and I saw something on TV. It was this uh, African-American uh, supermodel. And she was saying that just recently, this one thing became available and it wasn't available and we're in 2022 and I was like, holy camoles, like, like I want to bring this to the blockchain. So I had this idea of like doing this thing on the blockchain and I was like all amped about doing it and my energy. However, I recently saw there's actually something like that already happening. So maybe it would be me teaming up with them and I'll share what it is. It's um Wigs, a supermodel with this a show on Netflix and she had like 700 wigs or something like that and doing all these weaves and wigs and she was saying how like hair hasn't been like accessible like hair wigs it hasn't been like on the forefront and like nudes like lipsticks you know like certain kind of lipsticks i know like i know kylie and the kardashians they brought like these that nude wear and like these lipsticks and this the supermodel was talking about on the tv show so i was like that would be really cool to have a project on the blockchain and me curate with um african-americans um because it would you know be their hair their skin their lips but do this curation project to make it forefront on the blockchains since it wasn't in web two or in society and to make it on the forefront now. But it seems like I saw there's a, a wig on the blockchain project already happening. Different. I think it's this girl who's an Olympian runner and she's raising these funds. Well, I, I was actually asked to 
be a part of a crypto hair magazine that my girlfriend, um, Zara Charm, is doing. And she's attempting to showcase, you know, black hair on the blockchain through this magazine. So I'm going to be a part of it because I have like really gorgeous natural hair and stuff. And Gorgeous. Great. So she's um, doing this project and I think I'll be a part of the magazine for next month. And then furthermore, um, Kylie Jenner, uh, like we talk, we, uh, we do Rihanna's Fenty. Fenty. Fenty is one of the first black owned companies to come out with like the nudes and the different colors for different women of different like of all spectrums even albino women so um very revolutionary stuff that rihanna did um i would love to see more of that and i would even love to see like more makeup and hair and even nails like nail projects and stuff like that like i just got my nails done my nails look freaking sick thermal like i beautiful like i'm also a very a creative myself like I told my um girl the vision and she made it come to life for me so it's like I'm all about that kind of stuff and just really like highlighting people of color and the type of work that we can do in the space yeah I love that any way I can be a part just let me know and so my intention was since I'm from Michigan 30 minutes from Detroit and there's a lot of inner city kids and there's a lot of people right here in Michigan where I'm from where it's like I know Big Sean's done some things I know you know Eminem like people they some people have done some things but I've always wanted to do something like you know when you're from somewhere you just kind of like always pay tribute and do something so I've always wanted to do something so I was thinking that could be like a really cool thing if I like supported um you know people in Detroit to on board and maybe gift them NFTs, give them utility, gift them assets, uh, or just educate on board and do something. And then when there's maybe a community wallet, right? And people are doing community wallets to help people pay rent and community wallets to like help people with certain things. Like, and maybe I was, you know, it's very advantageous, but if I was able to execute this vision and this intention that I had with a a team and a community of people, then maybe um, some of the funds could be allocated for Detroit, you know? And that's where I would want to like put some of those funds and, and also listen as a healthy communicator to say, hey, like, which projects should we align to to donate these funds for like who needs it? And I mean, there's plenty of places of people who need the support and help, but it just takes one person and one thought and one step at a time to help one person and just help one person at a time. So it's just good to even just be talking about it and thinking in that direction, you know, for ideas and inspirations of what could be. Absolutely. I mean, I even like... Well, I mean, I didn't like I came from New York. I grew up like very, very middle class. Like I lived a decent life. But when I moved out of the home and I was on my own, I moved to the like one of the roughest areas in um, Westchester in Yonkers, New York, not too far away from where DMX, um, rest in peace, DMX, (laughs) not too far from where he um, where he lived. Oh, oh, I have an idea. I'll tell you. Remind me to tell you when. Go ahead. Yeah, no worries. So I saw a lot of violence, you know, like just being young and putting myself through school and and stuff like that, because I had to live in a very rough neighborhood for a long for a while. And, you know, it just really being able to educate 
kids and young people in, you know, um, underprivileged communities throughout the United States that have seen violence or who have, didn't have their parents around them. Like I grew up um, adopted by my grandmother, for example. Like I didn't grow up poor, but I grew up without my parents. Like even things like that, like being able to help young minority children and giving them the resources to know, hey, listen, you don't have to choose um, gang violence. You don't have to choose, you know, you don't have to just work at a McDonald's. We can help you learn certain skills and technical skills to get into the tech space or to even become an artist. There's so much talent out there and, you know, the kids are not being able to um, to really um, express themselves because of the environment. So I, I want to help in that way. You have a YouTube channel. I think by doing these like short little videos and then getting it, you know, in these communities, I think that could be add a lot of value because you're, you know, your time is very precious, your energy, you know, we only have so, so much, but I think like with your passion, like maybe doing like on your phone, like literally you can download the YouTube app, do a video, something educational and direct and give people information. I mean, do you have a YouTube channel? Uh, I do, but I do a lot of work on Instagram as well. So people have been finding that because it's so Twitter is saturated with crypto and NFTs. Instagram isn't as much and even Facebook isn't as much. So people have been finding me and it's so funny. I had a conversation the other day with a friend of mine and he was like, you know, you look like any person and like, you're such a relatable person as a, a woman of color because like you, you know, like you dress a certain way, you're herb, you can have an urban style, but you're very classy as well. But at the same time, people can relate to you because you come from a place of realness. Like, you know what it feels to like go hungry and almost be homeless and then come up and be and make and become wildly successful. So people respect that. And I feel like it's really coming from a place of realness. I think YouTube is a good idea. I've been thinking about adding videos on YouTube, but I really want to come from a place where I'm going into these communities and talking to people like face to face at, the, at some point. That's my goal. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to remember that um, when I curate and uh, have IRL events in Detroit, I'll be like flying you in girl to be talking to the, to the people in Detroit. How about that? Yeah, I, I would love to do that. I want to be I want to be face to face with people. I want to tell people, hey, listen, I've been where you are before and I know how it feels and it's okay to feel that way, but let's heal from this and become better. You know, yeah, that's the goal. Yeah, love that. Love that. This is advantageous. Um, a friend of mine, Clinton Wallace, he was on the podcast season three, filmmaker. He went to NYU. Um, he Clinton Wallace, and he was a school for he was the university photographer when he was in school at, at NYU. And Hillary Clinton, it was when she was on campus and she was coming often. And so they appointed him the um photographer for Hillary Clinton. So it made his star blow up and it, it scaled him big time as a photographer. He became the celebrity photographer track traveling, blah, 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 blah. The point is he has an epic photo that he showed me about um, two and a half months ago and he wants to onboard into NFTs. We've already talked about it. He has a photo of DMX and he owns the photo, like it's him. And so if he's down with onboarding, maybe we could have it go on an auction or sell it and make X amount of NFTs of, like you said, DMX, rest in peace, and maybe start some of this language that we've been talking about. And uh, I could just bridge the connection to make that happen. So maybe um, if you're if you're down, I can introduce you, you know, we could take actionable steps, but he's been wanting to forever, but it's, it's about the follow through of it. But I think since where you're from and your passions, I think you could probably be very instrumental in a way to help push this forward but I think it's 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 dope because people love 
DMX and like you said, relatable and it's homage and respect in many ways. And and then, you know, the intention of the bullet points of what we've been talking about and sharing that with the communities, I think they'll all onboard and be a part of it. It could be an opportunity to create like a community wallet for the stuff we're talking about. Absolutely. That hits close to home as well, because like, uh, well, first and foremost, I <laughs> DMX. So another funny story. Um, so my mother actually dated um, Swiss Beats father. So I knew like, even though I wasn't necessarily raised in, in her household, I was around the Rough Riders a lot. So I've met DMX before. I've met Eve, the locks, everyone. I'm um, Jada Kiss. Jada Kiss used to go to the D block gas station, but this really hits home for me because about a month and a half ago, one of my friends who lived not too far away from um, where DMX grew up at as well. Um, one of my friends was shot and killed in his own home, you know? So there's a lot of gang violence. There's a lot of stuff that happens in Yonkers. And that's why I'm in Houston. I had to move out because it's like a person like myself, I'm in a different space now. I've made, you know, I am successful. I have a certain level of acumen that I I, like a certain principle, certain life that I, I live now. And I just couldn't be in that environment, even though I was in there for like, what, 13 or 14 years. But as soon as I left, my friend passed away. So, you know, Stuff like that happens and I want to really be able to save, save the kids. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. My condolences to your family and thank you for sharing and being vulnerable with your stories. I appreciate that. Thank you. Stories. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I mean, this has been very impactful and just through brainstorming and exploring through divine femininity. That's what this uh, podcast, uh, Women Empowerment Series Season 4 is all about, exploring divine femininity and all genders. So I think we touched on some beautiful things. Honing in here, are there some actionable steps, solutions, and or uh, last wise words, parting words that you want to share with some people? When you're getting into this space, just really set your intentions in the right way. Um, Make sure that you're coming from a place of the heart and not the ego when you're getting into this space. Yes, it's great to make money. Yes, um, the money will come. The whatever you're looking for will come. But just make sure that you are very intentional because everything that you put into your mind will come out into the universe. The universe will give you exactly what you're asking for. And um, just make sure that, you know, when you do get where you want to go, always try to give back, whether that means you, you know, talking to someone or giving someone some sort of advice about this space, you know, always stay down to earth, you know, know who your people are too. It's always good to know the folks that you want to surround yourself with. I've learned that there's a lot of great people in this space, but there's a lot of um, bad actors and shady characters. Just know who you are going to be around or you're going to follow. I don't, like for me, I don't even, like when you asked me earlier, like to be honest with you, I I don't follow anyone. I've been in this space for so long. I kind of have my own, my own way of doing things, but I have people around me within my circle that are impactful women and men, but mainly women now. (laughs) And 
those are the folks that I really, I like rocking with and I'll listen to them because I know that they come from the same place as I do, which is from the heart and not from the ego. So love all that. Love all that. Thank you. Thank you. Wise, wise words from the crypto duchess. Follow her on Twitter, on the Instagram. When the episode comes out, we'll definitely do something in Twitter spaces honoring you and the episode to, you know, get the, the feelers out to more people. I'm excited to keep the conversation growing and going. I think uh, we set some cool intentions here and uh, hopefully this uh, episode has inspired you who who's tuning in so you can shape shift, start messy, add value, make an impact, ask questions and uh, do your own research. Yeah, I hope you feel very, very inspired. And I'm, I'm really happy and grateful that you said yes to come on to the podcast. Thank you so much for your moments. Thank you so much for inviting me, Katie. This has been amazing. And I look forward to the finished product and also um, just tuning in and supporting you and being here for you now that we are connected. Thank you. Thank you. And also um, shout out, what are your handles, please? I'll, they'll be in the show notes, but let's just hear it from you. Okay, sure. So uh, my handle on Instagram is MonetQ. That's my personal and business, like my personal brand page is M-O-N-E-T-Q. And then my business page is The Crypto Duchess. Um, and then for Twitter, I have uh, Crypto Duchess underscore. Duchess is spelled D-U-C-H-E. E-S-S. Not with a T. <laughs> no T. Got it. Cool, cool. All right. And it'll be in the show notes. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you next week on She's All Over the Place. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next time. Kiriaki, over and out. <laughs>